The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In over the line, trying to force an extra round. Talbot denies, and Edmonton finishes its home schedule above 500. The Oilers close out the year. Here's the final moment of the Edmonton Oilers 2017-18 season. Cam Talbot with a shootout save on Alex Edler, and the Oilers outlast the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 in a four-round shootout, the final game for Daniel and Henrik Sedin. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 11:21 Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. That was Talbot's save of the game for Arcan Trailer and RV Center, Alberta's favorite RV dealership now carrying motorhomes. You can get us at 780-496-0063. 1 1 after 1, 2 2 after 2. McDavid gets two assists, also scores in the shootout, 108 points. He wins the Art Ross Trophy for the second straight season. No scoring in the third. The Oilers did kill off a late penalty to Drake Kajula. An entertaining overtime. The Sedins played a lot. McDavid and Dreisaitl played a lot. Chris Russell pulled a Henrik Sedin shot right off the goal line with about 20 seconds left. And then the shootout, Nugent Hopkins, no. Daniel Sedin... Four for 30 in his career coming in, able to score. McDavid, a beauty. Henrik stopped 0 for 7 is how he ends his career in shootouts. Camilleri, the beautiful move. Jokinen comes back to extend it. Dreisaitl rips one top shelf, and then Edler stopped is how it went in the shootout. The Oilers finish 23rd overall with a record of 36-40-6, 78 points, a decrease of 25 from last season. They will have a 5% chance at the first overall draft pick in the draft lottery. They will pick either first, second, third, ninth, tenth, eleventh, or twelfth. As we bring in Rob Brown, as I just wanted to hit on some of those details off the top of the show and it, I mean the overtime is always fun shootouts are always fun and little uh, well a lot of extra energy in this one given the Sedin's stepping aside oh yeah it was uh, it different I've played in one of these games before it was Gretzky's last game and we were the opposition and no one really thought much about the game for for stretches where because there was something special going on in the building and obviously with the Sedins retiring tonight as much as it was a big thing for the Vancouver Canucks hey, we heard Ryan Nugent Hopkins talk about you know growing up in Vancouver and what the Sedins meant to that city and and how he looked up to them so it, it had a, a different feel about it because of that the last game of the season neither team uh, going any further than tonight so it was uh, it, it was started as a no-hitter. It was more of an all-star game type of game. But as the game continued on, the competitive juices start to flow, and, and it got exciting. Now, again, the, it wasn't playoff hockey, and, and the desire defensively wasn't as strong as it was when it was the puck was on their stick. 
But the, as the game got cl closer to the, f the end of it, both teams, there was a push. And it, it got exciting. And, and then the, the, we could have seen, well, it wouldn't have been as exciting for Edmonton fans. But if, if the Sedins do score that goal in overtime to go back-to-back -back overtime winners to finish their career, and I think everyone in, I think Vancouver, they were jumping up and down already until Chris Russell steals that off the goal line. But it, it was, a, it was a, a good game. It was a fun night. And the Edmonton Oilers finished off uh, a season they like to forget, but they finished it off with a little bit of style. That over, there wasn't a whistle till just past the four-minute mark of overtime. I mean, it was it was crazy. Vertanen had a great chance. Uh, uh, Daniel actually had an early chance. Camilleri had that cut in off the left mm -hmm. wing. He just couldn't quite finish. Very entertaining, and as it's supposed to be with three on three, very wide open. Three goals for the Oilers tonight. Seventy-five dollar donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They've been giving $25, goal, $25 for every Oilers goal all season long. The final for the season, $5,825. So thank you to Booster Juice for that. The Oilers outlast the Canucks 3-2 in a shootout. We'll take your calls. We're going to hear from both dressing rooms. We'll get the Sedins on as soon as possible. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Subtle for his career, 5 of 11, though. Left to right, over the blue line, winds it up and scores! A slapper top left corner. And that's three in a row so that for was the, the game-deciding goal in the shootout right before the Talbot save. The Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2. Dreisaitl just walking in and blasting it. Wasn't that your strategy, that Rob? Was, that was my move. I, I, to me, and I'm trying to teach some of the kids that we work with in over the course of the winter, you get a breakaway, take a slap shot. Come to the hash marks, take a slap shot. If you've got a spot and you hit your spot, you will score every time. Goalie can't move quick enough. If you miss the spot, well, you don't score. But come in and do that. And it was funny. It was almost like I thought he was going to wink at Sedin as he went by the bench because, all right, you know, it didn't work for you, but look what I just did. So uh, it was, a, to me, it, it is a good move to go to. Uh, and it, it freezes goaltenders. And to a dry settle, if you've got the kind of accuracy that a dry settle that McDavid have, uh, you can do that anytime. But with McDavid on his goal, I mean, again, not many have that in their repertoire where you can wait that long. Most guys get a little anxious. Get a, you know, their hands start twitching. I got to get rid of the puck, got to get rid of the puck. But he just waits Nielsen out until eventually Nielsen has to move. And once he moves, puts the puck up exactly where he wants. And then Camilleri, we've seen a number of times. Uh, he, not only does he score in shootouts, he scores pretty goals in shootouts. And again, the patience of a veteran Camilleri coming in there where he just waited, 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 and Nielsen tried to keep his legs close, tried, he had, okay, I'm going to open them now, and then Camilleri puts the puck in between the, net, the legs. So three pretty goals scored three different ways. Oilers win it 3-2 in a shootout. We'll get to your phone calls in a minute, but here's the Art Ross Trophy winner, Connor McDavid. For GCL Diesel, for genuine diesel parts at great prices, visit GCL in the West End or online at gcldiesel.com. Game, the final moments of this one when you embrace the Sedins, what was that like for you? Yeah, it was special. Uh, special to be you know, part of it uh, and, and be on the ice with them in their last shift. Um, I thought they were going to score there, but that was a good play by Rusty, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's definitely special. A lot of heavy hearts today. Um, how did it affect maybe getting ready for a game like tonight where a lot's going on? Yeah, tonight was there was a lot of moving, moving parts um, with uh, obviously the tragedy and, and, and you know, the Sedins' last game. There was a lot of stuff going on. 
Um, I'm glad uh, everything went well and, and uh, the game was good. And, uh, yeah. Second straight season at the top of the scoring race. We can ask you about that now. <laughs> What's that like for you? Yeah, it's it's good. Um, obviously, not the season that we wanted to have. Um, you know, but first, I was able to find a little success, and um, you know, but uh, there are a long ways to go. Only the second guy in NHL history to have two of them before the age of 22. Aaron Gretzky, so pretty good company. That's pretty special. Yeah, that's uh, that's some pretty good company to be to be a part of. Uh, it uh, definitely means a lot, and uh, you know, I got my teammates to thank for. For everything, um, you know, they were they were uh, helping me a lot down the stretch and, and doing everything they can. Read that's Clarmer, David. Brendan Ulrich working the Edmonton Oilers dressing room. McDavid two more assists tonight. He was fantastic. The large majority of the season, especially mm -hmm. down the, the last 30 games or so, racked up a ton of points. And it was interesting seeing him with Nugent Hopkins and Raddy. I know Nugent Hopkins missed a couple of games over the course of the season. I, I think we we knew he and Nugent Hopkins would have some sort of a connection, and, and they did. Nugent Hopkins got his 24th tonight, tied a career high, even though he missed about a quarter of the season. But Ty Ratty, a very pleasant surprise, and you wonder if he gets another contract uh, to come back and get another shot in the, uh, in the fall. Well, I believe he'll get a new contract because of what he's done. I don't know what kind of contract it'll be, but I believe that they need some players like that to, for depth in the organization. They'll give him a shot in the in the preseason said all right we saw what you did last year when it, i mean the games weren't as tense they weren't as uh desperate let's see what you can do in stressful situations we'll give you a look if you can do it well you know what there's a spot that's available because no one else has grabbed it yet but if not they do need someone that they can call up and put in a top six role from the minors they don't have that and it's if you got to continue to move guys up from third and fourth line roles moving into the top six like the others have had done over the past you know a couple of years it's hard to for those guys to find success because they're being put in a position where they're not going to succeed because that's not the type of players they are as for r and h uh he finally got a chance to 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 be the offensive side that he that they've needed from him you know, the last couple of years, they put him in a role as more of a uh, shutdown type of sentiment, a two-way type of guy. Well, he's still the two-way player, but now he's going to get the opportunities because he doesn't have to drive the line. He now has someone that's going to create for him. And what we have seen from from our age over the last number of years, when he gets chances, he he's pretty good with them. And he's got that quick little wrist shot, snapshot, that we saw him score on tonight. He's going to get opportunities playing with Connor McDavid, and you've got to capitalize. Well, he's proven that he can. Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. Nugent Hopkins, our fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. The Sedins stars 2-3. and three. Connor McDavid, the first star tonight. 780-496-0063. I think the guy who's the first star of our overtime open line callers for the season, it's our buddy Logan. Hey, Logan, good to hear from you again. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um... It was a good watch, a good game to watch tonight. Lots of chances by both teams. The others have to make a decision to make this off season. Regards to defense and forward should be interesting this summer. Do you guys agree with that? I think you're absolutely right, Logan. I think there's some things in the off season the others have to look at. I think. Do they have the to like really progressive or something or? Well, they, I think they've got to be aggressive at what they're going out to get. I, I know that they would love to have some scoring on the wings. I know they would love to have a guy that can run the power play, especially a right-handed guy from the back end. 
and uh, in net. I mean, uh, they'd love to have the confidence that they can have a backup goaltender that can give Talbot the, the, the saves or the nights off that, that he needs at times. And I don't know if they've had that confidence. Thus, Talbot has been overplayed at times. So, yeah, they've got a lot of question marks. Uh, in this off season, and, and Peter Shirelli is going to be busy now. Logan, I found out uh, the other day that you go to school. You're in class with my my little girl Annie. Yep. Well, that's pretty cool. It's kind of, I'm kind of like she's. I don't know. She hasn't really. I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't talk a lot, does she? No, she doesn't. <laughs> That's all right. She talks a lot at home. Don't worry about that. Well, Logan, it was a pleasure talking to you this year, buddy. Are you going to be calling back again next year and letting us know what's going on? Uh, maybe. I hope so, Logan. I hope so. Right on, Logan. Thank you very much for all your calls. We really appreciate it. The Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2 tonight in a shootout. Whenever the Oilers scored five or more in a game this season, we turned on the Oilers' Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com, and you could print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side, the downtown one right on 104th Street, about a block and a half from Rogers Place. 780-496-0063. We have Alex on the phone line. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. All right. A couple things. Uh, first of all, I... Teared up a bit at the Sedin tribute. Um, just a classy move by the organization, and I was expecting them to do something, uh, especially after the way they did it for Ryan Smith. I, you, I mean, you can't help but like. I know they destroyed Edmonton for years, but this is the one that we can celebrate them as if they we were uh, they were one of us, and it was magical. Second thing, uh, I forgot to do this after the Vegas game, but I wanted to give a shout out to Cam Talbot for back-to-back 30 wins. I know that the Oilers' goaltending position has been a bit troublesome this year and years previous, and you know what? I really think Talbot will have a bounce back, and he's—I think he's been the best goalie in, in the Oilers' uniform since. Uh, you know, you could argue Dubnik, but I'm going to go back further since Rollison. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so. Wanted to say that. Thanks uh, for uh, having me on as a few times I've called this year, and uh, you guys can bet your balls I'll be back next year. Okay. Great, Alex. Thanks a lot. Did he, did he say yeah, he, he wants did. us to bet what? Yeah, he, he did. I don't, know not... if, I don't know if I'd wager that. <laughs> no, they're quite important to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose them. So we'll bet something else. 3-2, the Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks in a shootout tonight. Dreisaitl, Jokinen, Mott, Nugent Hopkins, the goal scorers. Dreisaitl gets credit for the game-deciding goal. I actually thought that Mott had a good game. Yeah, he did. He I, was I, around the net a lot. I thought, I thought a lot of Vancouver Canucks had a good game as well. Like Guys that you don't know a whole lot about. And I think that's the one thing that Vancouver's excited about going forward is they've, they do have some young players, and they're a fast team. They play fast. They've got some skill. Up front, I, I, I thought I thought it was an entertaining hockey game. I thought both teams, for a game that meant absolutely nothing in the standings, I thought both teams uh, entertained and and brought some flair to the game, and it was a fun one to watch. The Oilers win the special teams battle. I know it didn't get them a regulation win, but that has rarely happened this season. So I mentioned again, they got a power play goal. That mm-hmm. had a good power play, one for two on the power play tonight. A perfect four for four on the penalty kill. Now, one of them was only eight seconds, but they did kill off one in the last five minutes to Kajula. And Rob, the adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Over the last 27 games of the season, Mm -hmm. the Edmonton Oilers power play, pardon me, penalty kill, 90.4% best in the NHL over that stretch. 
Now it still winds up in the bottom six for the entire season. Uh, a shocking turnaround, especially on home ice. On home ice, because the the penalty killing was very good on the road, and uh, well, the Oilers were one of the best teams in the league too, weren't they? At shorthanded goals, didn't they? I think they, they tied for first. Yeah, yeah, so they they have a threat, and and. I know that for the first two years that Connor McDavid was penalty killing, we used to get a lot of phone calls. Why is he out there? Well, he's out there because it strikes fear into the power play. When they know that Connor McDavid's on the ice, you can't bobble a puck. Uh, and it takes some of the options away from the offensive players because they're afraid to make a play that is a you know an 80-20 play because if that 20% goes, it's McDavid going down on a breakaway. So uh, they needed to shore up three things in the second half of the season. They needed to shore up goaltending, and Talbot was better. They needed to shore up penalty killing, and you just talked about it, is was incredibly uh, better. And they needed to shore up their power play which is still a yeah, work in progress. So that I think that'll be something that uh, Peter Shirelli and the coaching staff uh, look at throughout the summer is how they can make their power play better. Is it from within, or do they have to go outside the organization to find someone that can help it get to the next level? My mistake, Rob. The Oilers second in the NHL with uh, shorthanded goals. They finished with 11, second in the NHL. So that's Pretty not good. bad. I mean, they had, they had 11 shorthanded goals this season, and they had... 30 power play goals. <laughs> you would think it would be so, a bigger difference. I think there would be a bit of a bigger gap than the, than there was for sure. Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2 tonight. Final game for Daniel and Henrik Sedin. Here's Daniel for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. <laughs> Pretty nice ovation for a visiting arena, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we got a chance to see meet the, the older team before the game too, and uh, uh, they had a nice gift for us. So it's it was really classy. Uh, the fans were awesome, and the, their team was outstanding. About uh, getting a goal the last time you touch a puck in an NHL game? Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, uh, uh, Hank almost had one in overtime too, and uh, it was tough to play today for sure with what happened yesterday and, and uh, our, our last home game too. It was uh, it was a lot of emotions, especially with, with what happened yesterday. So I think guys came in and, and uh, we did what we could, and, and uh, yeah, now it's over. Did you know your kids were going to be on the bench? Was that all? Part of it? No, that was a big surprise, and I was I was real happy to see that. I, uh, they, I think they had a lot of fun. It's something they're going to remember for a long time, and, and uh, asked him. What does it mean to you that all the injured guys flew in to be a part of this as well? Like the entire organization was here. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean we we've been with these guys, a lot of them for a long time. Uh, a lot of new guys too uh, that's come in and, and uh, been awesome. Uh, Del Sada, Gax, Anders Nilsson. Juice came in, uh, a lot of young guys too, and, and uh, it's just been it's been a pleasure. I think uh, coaching staff, like I said on Monday too, and uh, I think we're playing the right way. Uh, as the team gets better, I think yeah, that's going to show too, and, and it's been it's been fun to be a part of. Uh, but uh, now it's it's time to move on. Do you think you had that one in OT? Hank feeding the tip with just point one. Yeah, that was, uh, was even if the, nice would have been in, right? <laughs> even if the, even if the rebound goes comes out, I'll, I'll put it in. But uh, that's where it is. It's uh, it didn't really matter today. Like I said, we we tried to play a good game, but it was emotional. It was it was tough. Where did you find the energy in the third period? I mean, this is a, this is a tough game to play with everything that went on today around yeah. the world. And yeah, exactly. No, where it was did tough. You find the energy? No, I didn't. I didn't think we played particularly good. I think it was tough for both teams, but. Uh, 
I think we came out and, and uh, we played a decent game. But uh, uh, I think a lot of uh, all the guys uh, were thinking about what happened yesterday. That uh, that's pretty much. I mean, that's that's all that matters right now. Did the kids have a hand in picking the shootout order? No, no, it was all greener. Uh, I think it's all something in me, I don't know. But uh, no, it was fun. Fun to be out there and uh, fun to get a chance. I think, yeah. like I said, it was a tough game to play, but uh, uh, yeah, now it's over. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Scott Johnson working the Vancouver dressing room. Great answer by Daniel. After 17 years, the coach finally finally figured out he's a well, skilled player. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if you noticed, but the one... Uh, Sadine kid gave Green the evil eye when he threw Edler out there. He said, why are you putting him out there, coach? Seriously, got Horvat over here. Get, what are you doing? I, I thought I thought the kid was going to lose it back there. Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout over the Sedins and the Canucks. The uh, Each team wins twice, but in terms of the season series, the Canucks do have the edge five points to four. All right, 780-496-0063. We'll bring Steve onto the show. Steve, thanks a lot for calling. Hey guys, how you doing? Pretty good. Um, hats off to you guys. Love the broadcast. Uh, I listen to it all the time. Um, I got one question for for you guys. Uh, Peter Shirelli, uh, do you keep him um, or do you go with someone else next year? Well, I, I, I our, our, what we would do is irrelevant. I think they will keep him. I think both Peter Shirelli and the co- and Todd. We'll be back. I think yep. Peter and Todd will both be back. I think I think they're going to say to those. I, I don't know if the entire coaching staff will be back, but I think those two key positions, those two gentlemen, will be told uh, we still trust you. We hired you for the long haul. We think you can get back to the level you were at the previous season. Now, clearly, if this upcoming year starts like this year, there could be mid-season changes. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. No. I I think both those guys will be retained. I agree. All right. Steve, we're going to finish the play with you, buddy. We want to give you an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set U Park, courtesy of Jet Set Parking. One-night stays or long-term parking. Find your perfect match from $5.50 a day at jetsetparking.com with promo code JED. Here we go. Down the slot. Backhander to save. And Nielsen and then Nurse threw it in the net. And <laughs> Slam dunked that one home. He did. He went right over Nielsen, gave him the facial. And it won't count, though. Darnell Nurse, I was just going to say... Kia would have been proud of that oh, maneuver. Yeah. Great call by Jack and Bobby. Darnell was trying to knock the puck down, hopefully to his stick. That would have been a tough play to make. Knocked it into the net. Obvious no goal. So they mentioned Kia Nurse, who is uh, one of Canada's best basketball players ever, member of the Canadian national team that makes its home here in Edmonton. But her most of the season job, Steve, is at what university? Is it Connecticut or Calgary? Oh, no. Um, Don't say, say Calgary. It's in the I'm NCAA. Gonna to, <laughs> I'm going to have to say Connecticut. Absolutely, buddy. Hang on the line. We'll get your info. You win. Finish the play. That was a good one. Tony. That was a very good one. Working yeah. a little basketball. I'm in. a huge UConn fan. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You'll hear from Henrik. You'll hear from Todd McClellan. The Oilers outlast the Canucks tonight. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, this is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Bear to McDavid, gets it back from Nugent Hopkins, doesn't pull the trigger though, now goes back to a wrist shot score. Leon Dreisaitl 
Upstairs. Opening goal of the game tonight, Leon Dreisaitl on the power play. Dreisaitl will also be credited with the game-deciding goal in the shootout as Edmonton beats Vancouver 3-2. Thanks a lot for joining us. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown inside Rogers Place on the Advantage Trailer Rentals Out of Town scoreboard. I'm just going to go through the playoff matchups here. In the West, Nashville will play Colorado. Colorado beats St. Louis in that what amounted to a playoff game. Winnipeg up against Minnesota. The Golden Knights get Los Angeles. And the Ducks will get the Sharks. Yeah, there's some pretty good series there right now. I think that, to me, the two favorites coming out of the West will be whoever wins the Nashville-Winnipeg series, which should be in round two. All right. Now, the Eastern series are not all decided. They'll be decided tomorrow. Remember, Florida and Boston had a game postponed earlier. They're going to play that tomorrow. But for sure, it's Washington and Columbus. And for sure, it's Pittsburgh and Philly. Oh, that Who's is... Hextall going to chase in that one? Oh, he'll be chasing someone in the press box, but it, that, that's, that is going to be a good series. Pittsburgh-Philly is going to be a good series. Philly is playing very good right now. Giroux, to me, is going to win the MVP this season. I think he'll beat out McKinnon and Hall. Those will be your three finalists, I think. Uh, but it should be a great series. And then Columbus, is a, uh, they're a team that they got a good hockey club as well. I think the Washington Capitals got their hands full, too. So uh, it's going to be uh, uh, an exciting playoff. It's unfortunate that the Oilers will not be part of it, but it's always good to, to find your team that's not the Oilers. Pick one and run with them. Boston or Tampa Bay will play New Jersey. Whoever doesn't play New Jersey will play the Leafs. So that's how the first round is going to look. We'll know for sure tomorrow. Back to the phone lines in a second. But first, for GCL Diesel, for genuine diesel parts at great prices, visit GCL in the West End or online at gcldiesel.com. Here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Todd, uh, this as a student of a game, fan of a game, a coach of a game, this one had a lot of elements to it. You know, Connor McDavid putting a stamp on the Art Ross, the Sedins, obviously, the Humboldt tragedy, final game of the season. How do you sum up the emotion of tonight, and what was it like for you to be a part of it? The, uh, for me, the day was very emotional. I think when we all woke up this morning, um, going to bed knowing what happened in Humboldt was one thing. Getting up and realizing uh, the magnitude of that tragedy was a, a very emotional morning for a lot of individuals. Uh, I talked to some of our players, Luch and some of the older guys that have kids and and uh, he said when he went to bed he didn't realize the impact and, uh, until the, this morning and I thought watching some of the games tonight that ran throughout the, uh, the league. Uh, then you throw in the fact that it's our last game um, and, and guys wanted to play well, put a performance in for the fans. They deserve that at least and you combine the Sedins and their historic careers and what it meant to the game, uh, Western Canada, Vancouver, Edmonton rivalry, whatever you want to call it, um, that piled on. You go through overtime, you go into a shootout. Uh, we're all leaving tired. It's been a, a day full of emotion. What uh, do you have anything to say? Did the, when they shook hands, you shook hands with the Sedins, or anything you want, wanted? To I just told them it was an honor to uh, to be in the, in the best league in the world with them, and um, you know I have my own personal memories of them as players and, and the impact that they had. Um, went to the final four with San Jose against them the year they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. They were dominant in that series. Um, lucky enough to go to a couple All Star games as a coach, and they were there and. 
the way they carried themselves is one thing. I'll always remember them as, as tremendous players in their passing and creativity, but the way they carry themselves, I don't know if they get enough credit for that. Um, my boys were, I think it was in Ottawa, and uh, they made the comment, you know, there's 40 other players, but they, they made the comment that the Sedins were uh, very accommodating, very friendly, very uh, easy to talk to, and they went out of their way to introduce themselves. So that, that left a mark on two young men at that time, and then they recognized it, so thankful for that. All right, that is Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. We say farewell to the Sedins tonight. Edmonton beating the Canucks 3-2 in overtime. Neither Sedin with a point this evening, though Daniel did score in the shootout. And obviously you saw Todd's emotion this morning, and a lot of Oilers players seemed very rattled by the Humboldt bus tragedy. And, of course, we've had extended coverage on 630 Ched Ched today regarding that, and you can get more on on uh, 630Ched.com. We will stick mostly to the hockey game uh, tonight as the Oilers do win their final game of the season, 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Tony to the show. Hello, Tony. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Well, since this is the last game of the season, and I usually always call in with you guys because you guys be guys on my by name, Uh, I have a few comments. First of all, congratulations to the Sedin brothers on... A great career, you know. They, I even got a little emotional when um, when they came out for the final goodbyes with the team. Uh, I'm, my thoughts and prayers are for all the boys that uh, have lost their lives in the Humboldt car, uh, bus accident. And uh, it's just been a privilege talking to you guys on the radio. And I, I can't wait till next season. And hopefully next season we will be cheering for the boys after the regular season at starts, after the regular season ends. Because I want playoff hockey back, and I think that if we, if I'm hoping that we can just make it to the playoffs again, because playoff hockey, in my opinion, is a lot better than regular season hockey, even though it's shorter. It's more fun, and I can't wait to talk to you guys again in the in the next season. But you guys have a good night, okay? Yeah, we appreciate that, Tony. Thanks for your calls throughout the season, and yeah, would be great if this was the final one before a much bigger game on on, uh, Wednesday or Thursday so hopefully the Oilers can get back there and that'll be a big discussion point uh, on the station in the days to come. JP is on the line as well. JP, thank you so much for calling. Well, no problem you guys. Uh, Last game of the year I have to phone in to you guys. I have to phone in tonight emotional, we know this. The Oilers organization everything was first class as always with this team always first class just want to say that first, right out the gate. I want to congratulate the Sedin. I, I don't want to use the word hate. I've used it a few times on Twitter, but I really dislike those two guys because they were just like watching a carnival ride every time they were playing against the Oilers in the end zone. They were, they were a special type of two guys and great players, great in the community. And you know what? The Oilers handed them with a nice, classy way to say thank you for having a great career. But well, let's get down the brass tacks. This year was disappointing, very disappointing. But I have a feeling next year we come back. We are going to be a top-notch organization next year. We're going to be top-notch, top-notch team next year. We're going to be number one. We're going to be in the playoffs. We're going to have a good time. I am going to have a lot of wine. I'm going to have a lot of beer. I'm going to have a lot of whiskey. I'm going to have a great time next year in a couple of weeks. At this time next year, during the playoffs, it's going to be fantastic. And I want to thank you, you two guys, for allowing me to get on here and 
ramble on and everyone question who is this guy think he's talking of to or doing he has no clue i appreciate you guys letting me do this humble strong and thank you very much Oilers, i see you next year it's going to be a new year well thanks for calling again jp it's been a while we haven't heard him for a while i've missed jp i want to practice my french with jp i'm sure he's fluent <laughs> <laughs> Oilers win 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks in a shootout. Final game for Henrik Sedin. Here he is for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees. How nice was this ovation in the visiting arena? Yeah, unbelievable. It's, uh, like I said, I've always enjoyed playing here. and I think it's uh, we've had some good battles and a lot of success here, but it's to get this here, it's... Uh, in a rival uh, arena that's uh, our used to be our biggest rival and hopefully they can get back to that so that was uh, we did not ex- expect that looked like a pretty emotional moment when you had your sons your children on the, on the bench and did you, did you expect that and how emotional was that for you yeah no I, I didn't I didn't expect that I mean I, I saw they came down before the shootout and uh, but once everything was over, I think that's that's when it, it hit me. We talked earlier today about trying to manufacture something after Thursday. Uh, I know it was a tough game for you to play, your brother to play, for the team to play. But again, you found a way to, to come back in a game that was tough to play. Yeah, it was it was really tough. I mean, especially since what happened last night as well. And, uh, after Thursday, and, and uh, there was a lot of things that, that it was it was really tough to, to get our focus back in the game. But I, I thought we did a, a decent job. Do you think uh, Daniel had that one in OT when you fed him? It just tipped just tipped it wide. Uh, yeah, well, I had one. I don't know. Did I have one too? Yeah, I did. Yeah, when it went to that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it would be nice to see it go in, but that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's over now. It's, uh, uh, it was it found the way it, the way it ended. What about so your chance? How, like, how close were you? Uh, I think it hit the, the, the stick on the goal line. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. But uh, I think, I, I mean, I got to try to get upstairs. But uh, it was pretty tight. Uh, I got close to the goal line and I was trying to get it on that. And I think it was uh, Chris Russell was there with, with a stick. So that was, uh, was tough to watch. What starting overtime, three on three against McDavid and Dreisaitl? Yeah, I almost told Green to take us off the ice. That's, uh, <laughs> but I, I try to take away his speed. I think I did a good job. <laughs> what about uh, the slap shot in the shootout? Uh, you threatened that the last time. That's yeah. not normally your thing. No, it was uh, it was closer, but not like it up. You mentioned the Oilers and the rivalry. Uh, saw those photos though pre-game. I mean, what does that mean to you that uh, you sort of got invited to, into their room? The you know, in the presentation they had the gift for you as well. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was uh, really nice. I mean, it's uh, uh, they they got a good team going there, and to to hear that they call us over to, to the dressing room before the game, it's uh, uh, it shocked us, and uh, it shows. Henrik Sedin did a lot in his career, except scoring a shootout. Winds up 0 for 7 after trying the slapper tonight, and Talbot made the stop. The Oilers get it done, 3-2 in a shootout. Edgar and Joel up next on the phone lines. Reed and Rob, we're staying with you. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. And Mike Camilleri. Watch the fade. He's three of four in shootouts to give Edmonton the lead in the third round. In over the line from the hash marks. Waits, backhander, five hole scores. A beauty. And he fools Anders Nielsen. And now it's a four of five. How did he ever miss? 
helping the Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2 at a shootout tonight. Uh, it, it doesn't get any prettier than when, when Camilleri gets his shootout move going. And and even if the goalie knows what's coming, he still waits them out and says, all right, you're going to have to open your legs eventually. And when you do, the puck's going in there. And he comes in with no speed. He comes in from the side. And he just, it's patience. It's just a, a veteran uh, using everything that he's had in his in his arsenal, and and there's no fear. He's like, oh, if, if you're not going to open your legs, I'll just put it somewhere else. And eventually, the goalies open their legs, and he puts it just slides it in nicely. Uh, so it, it it's a pretty move. And again, we saw three really nice shootout goals by the U.S. tonight, three different ways. Three two, they take it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll bring Edgar onto the show. Hi, Edgar. Hi. How are you this evening? Good. Good deal. Uh, thanks for having me on a couple times this year. Looking forward to next year. Cool. Um, first and foremost, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, the families in Humboldt and the uh, extended hockey families. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about Lucic uh, tonight. You know, the last uh, I've I've seen the last ten or or fifteen games, he's been fairly lethargic and. It seemed to me, especially in the last five games, he wouldn't finish the play. He'd he'd make an initial play, and then he'd kind of give up on it, it seems, and then kind of skate lethargically to the bench. Well, tonight I I felt a little bit ashamed and embarrassed because when he took that forward pass, he blazed. He blazed like the old Luchik. He got the puck, and he made the play. Now, where was that for the last 20 games? It's It, it baffled me because I knew he was having a hard time, and sometimes players get in a slump. But that just uh, totally embarrassed me that he would, on the last game, show what he had instead of uh, sticking to his guns and, and maybe doing that for the end of the year. Well, it's been a disappointing season for Milan Lucic, and I think he will be the first to stand up in the dressing room and say this is a season he wants to forget. Um, I, I, I don't know if I've seen a player... I mean, there's been deficiencies in his game, but I don't know if, if I've seen a player as snake-bitten around the net as Lucic has been, I, he, he could have 15 more goals this season just by bearing the empty net goals that he's had. Like ones that are... Well, even tonight. Yeah, that's what it, I mean. There's another one tonight. It was a wide open net. And, and every game, it seems like there's one where he's got it on a stick, wide open net, and you're like, okay, how did he miss that? Or, or how did the goalie make that save? We've seen some unbelievable saves on Lucic, and then you see another guy throw the puck on net, it bounces off a stick, rolls up over the goalie's pad and in the net, and it's a goal. So uh, it's been a combination of a lot of things for Milan Lucic this year. I think he struggled. He didn't play well. He lost confidence. But then you add the fact that he was snake-bitten, and everything he seemed to touch seemed to go wrong. I would expect Milan to be better next year. I don't know if he's going to be what everyone hoped him to be, but he's certainly going to be a lot better than he was this year, and the Oilers desperately need him to be. Edgar, good to hear from you. Oilers win 3-2 in a shootout. Leon Dreisaitl had a power play goal, also scored the game decider in the shootout. Here's Leon. Guys with the humble stuff and the city and stuff and the season wrapping up, what was it, just, what was it like for you? Um, yeah, obviously, uh, the one part is uh, it's pretty sad. Um, you know, I think that's where you can really see where the, where the hockey world comes together. And, um, you know, we stick up for one another and... Um, you know, hopefully stuff like that never happens again. Um, and on the other hand, um, you know, it's a, another emotional thing. And um, you know, I think they've done so many great things for hockey and obviously for the Canucks. And, um, you know, 
for me personally growing up uh, I was a huge fan of them and I still am today and um, so many things you can learn from them and um, all in all it was just a, a very fun night. With that tragedy then, how does it affect the guy preparing for the last game of the year? Did it come into play a little bit at all? Yeah, it's just uh, emotional and you, you know, it just puts things into perspective and um, you know, there's. We all love the game of hockey, but uh, you know, sometimes there's bigger things than hockey in life, and um, you know, I think it's important that everyone understands that. And um, you know, I think we all we all hope the best. We all wish the best for the families or for the people that were involved in it. Final game of the season. Just your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I thought. Uh, we played solid for the most part. Um, uh, we had a few few collapses, but um, you know, all in all, I thought uh, it was a solid solid effort. Great thoughts, Leon Dreisaitl. All right, thanks, Brendan Ulrich. Dreisaitl finishes with 70 points in 77 games. Second on the Oilers, McDavid 108. He wins the Art Ross Trophy again. Some other numbers: final record for the Oilers: 36 40 and six, 78 points. That obviously is a big drop-off from last year, 25 points. They finished 23rd overall. They'll have a 5% chance at the first overall draft pick. They will pick either first, second, or third, or they will pick ninth, 10th, 11th, or 12th. So, Rob, if they pick first, second, or third, I would not anticipate that pick to be in play, 9 through 12 possibly, yeah. though obviously there's less value if you're trading. That's true, trading, you're not trading, trading as much down. back, no. Yeah, that'll be something to watch, though. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. we have Joel standing by. Hello, Joel. Hello there, sirs. Hello. I'm still here. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. All right. Um, I think Calvert played a pretty good game tonight. Yeah, he was and, very good. And I think even if he has, like, the odd goal from time to time going him and what is his uh, save percentage his save percentage is for the season 907 so i don't see the final updated one he made 36 saves on 38 shots maybe 908 uh he was 918 after that bad game against florida which is right around his career average rob so that's going to be the question is uh, joel thanks for calling you know, which goaltender is he? He did an interview earlier this week. He said this season is the outlier. If you look at his years with the Rangers, one year where he didn't play very mm-hmm. much, but but even his first year with the Oilers where Edmonton finished in the bottom three in the league, he, 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 had, a pr- he had a pretty good season on a, on a bad team. So you hope that, that he's right, that the it's the first two-thirds of this season that are the anomaly and, and not the, the norm. Well, for the Oilers to be where they want to be next year, if they want to be a playoff hockey club, they need Cam, Cam Talbot to play like they feel Cam Talbot, Talbot is capable of playing. You can't play in the National Hockey League and have a, a 903, a 904, 905 save percentage and be a playoff hockey team. You need your goaltender to win you hockey games. You need your goaltender to be that savior for you on certain nights, to give you the big save when you need it. And we saw all that you know, last year with Cam Talbot. And there were nights, I mean, the, the Oilers had a, an incredible season last year. It was a fun ride. But there were a lot of nights that the Oilers weren't the better team, but they came away with two points. And that was on the back of Cam Talbot. That's why he was up uh, in the top four for Vezina voting last year because of the season he put together. So I believe that Cam Talbot is more towards what he was last year than what we saw at the beginning of this, this season. Uh, the Oilers are banking on it. And, and in all honesty, the, the Oilers playoff 
chances next year, as much as they're on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I mean, they're squarely on the shoulders of Cam Talbot. He needs to be Cam Talbot again. And if he is, then the Oilers have a good chance of going back to the to the promised land again at the end of next season. Yep, and and I mean goal I mean Winnipeg is a great example. Last last year they were one goal differential in goals for than the Oilers. Oilers were top ten defensive team. Winnipeg was bottom ten. Winnipeg wasn't in the playoffs the Oilers were in. This year Jets hoping goaltending would save them. They thought it might be Mason. Turns out to be Hellebuck has an incredible season. Jets are are in the postseason. So I mean, it it, it it's it's a cliche, and obviously you need other positions. They have McDavid, but you need the stops. Well, you need the solid goaltending. Well, it, just take a look. I mean, Connor McDavid had a better year this year than he did last year. Leon Drysaddle is very close to last year's season. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a better season this year than he had last of course, year. He didn't play the whole year, yeah. but yeah, so, points per game. So sure. those are your, those are your three other stars, and the Oilers are 25 points worse. And your three main stars were comparable, if not better, than last year. So it goes on to Cam Talbot. And I think if it was the other way, if Cam Talbot was as good as he was last year and these other players had down years, I think the Oilers would have been closer to a playoff spot. Goaltender, goaltending is that important in the National Hockey League. Talbot, 36 stops tonight, and then he was uh, came up with two out of four denials in the shootout as the Oilers win 3-2 over Vancouver. We say farewell to the Sedins, who were drafted second and third overall in 1999. Brent knew our face-off trivia question that the Oilers took Yanni Rita as their first-round pick, 13th overall in 1999. Brent gets a $50 gift card to Bubbles, courtesy Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. We're back for some final thoughts. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. From the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Henrik Sedin in on Talbot, shot off the post, and the rebound comes free to Connor McDavid. It's two on one. McDavid settles it down, tried to center, deflected away by Delzato with 10 seconds to play in the overtime. He'll put it behind. It's spinning to dry settle in front. McDavid, what timer to save made by Nielsen with three seconds left. Henrik's got to hurry. One second to go, and time will run out. The end of an exciting overtime. It would go to a shootout. Edmonton 3 Van. Vancouver 2 is the final. That was, well, we've said this a lot. That was a great overtime. Most overtimes are good. The only one where people were mad was when Anaheim stalled for <laughs> a minute and a half and then won the game. They were waiting for the right moment to attack. Well, how about tonight in the game, too? I, I, I wanted the, the TV to do a, a replay and see how many drop passes the Sedins made to each other coming up the ice. Like, they must have dropped it to each other eight, nine times. They just kept going behind each other, behind each other, and they could not have come up any slower. It was like this slow storm coming in off the <laughs> lake. It's like, hey, they're coming, they're coming. The other defense, okay, seriously, hurry up. And you get one one way, you got McDavid and Drysdale absolutely flying one way, and the Sedins just slowing it down to their pace what coming across. What about Leon shoved one of them off the puck? I think it was Daniel at the blue line and, and took it the other way. He made it Leon Leon made a strong well, play Leon's there. a big, strong yeah. man, and I don't think he... And there aren't a lot of physical plays like that in overtime, and it's hard, well, to, it's hard to catch a Sedin and make any sort of contact. Well, with. the one thing is you, you don't want to get tangled up in overtime because if, if getting tangled up five on five, if you if you fall or you catch a skate or whatever, there's still four guys back. When you get tangled up in overtime, if you fall, it's an odd man rush, and that's why you don't see guys really 
getting body on body in overtime because if you miss, it's it's usually going to be a goal in your own net. So uh, Leon's a big, strong man, and we saw the one overtime here on home ice. The, the defender came out, and he just tossed him aside. Well, Colorado one, Colorado yeah. game, and he walked in, and that turned out to be a game-winning goal. So uh, entertaining overtime, as always, when the Oilers are involved in any game, overtime game. Usually they're, it's the positive side for it. They had a couple great chances, and eventually got to a shootout, and still I like the Oilers' chances in a shootout. So 3-2 Edmonton wins. That does it for another year of Oilers hockey on 630 Ched. We will bring you live broadcasts of the conference finals and the Stanley Cup final. And, hey, May 27th, our first Eskimos broadcast preseason game against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, all back for another season of Eskimos football. And, hey, we're hosting the Grey Cup this year as well. Rob, always a pleasure working with you. It's a, it's the best part of my job. Five years now for us together. Thanks, buddy. It was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. I, I look forward to a fun summer watching to see what the Oilers do in the off season, and then trying to make their way back to the playoffs again next fall. Obviously, we spent overtime open line talking about the uh, Oilers beating the Canucks and the Sedins final game, but of course, we are thinking about the Humboldt Broncos and everybody affected by that tragedy. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy and Patrick Bauer. They were our studio producers keeping the show on the rails throughout the season. Troy Bowler, an outstanding engineer for all our home games here at Rogers Place. Brendan Ulrich and Scott Johnson always working hard and working quickly after games to get you all the post-game audio in the Oilers and visitors' dressing rooms, respectively. Thanks so much to our play-by-play voice, Jack Michaels, to our analyst, Bob Stoffer. Those guys are awesome to work with. They've taught me a lot over the years. Thanks, guys. And the executive producer of Oilers Hockey on 630 Chad is Sid Smith. On behalf of Rob Brown, my name is Reed Wilkins. And thanks to all of you who listened and called in throughout the year. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. The Oilers win their finale 3-2 over the Canucks in a shootout. Have a great night. 